Hello, my strong, strong friends. How are you? Um, today we have woken up and chose violence because we're drinking a black coffee and we're going to talk about some fitness myths. I've also just eaten, so apologies if I'm like extra celebrity sounding because like, I don't know. Like, it's like after you eat, I love to, because I have like Invisalign just now, I feel like any opportunity I have to run my tongue over my actual teeth instead of my retainer, I'm just like, oh, it's so good. Like actually touching my teeth. Um, maybe that's a bit weird. Anyway, let's let's crack on. We've got a couple of really good ones. Um, you guys are obviously as sick of this shit as I am, so we're gonna run through a couple of them. I'm gonna hopefully hit you with some truths. Um dispel some myths that you've maybe heard um and yeah just give you a fresh perspective on some different things so we're going to start with this one um you will only lose weight if you go on a certain type of diet um i suppose this is you know coming from people that there is there's a lot of different things out there so let's let's run through a couple of different examples off the top of my head this is not me bashing any one singular type. Obviously, we can bash them if we want to. Further down the line, maybe I will in this podcast. But, you know, off the top of my head, we have um, different different groups. So we've got Slimming World. Um, is Scottish Slimmer still a thing? I, I feel like it maybe. I don't know. Um, and then you've got Atkins Diet. You've got Keto. Um... You've got the carnivore diet, you've got intermittent fasting, you've got paleo, um, the, what did I hear someone talking about the other day? Cabbage soup diet? There's hundreds of them. All of these different types of diets. Can we just remind ourselves, when I talk about a diet, and like, let's Google it right now, actually. One second, let me get my phone. Because I need to Google this. Diet definition. Because it fucks me off. Everyone assumes that diet means to be in a calorie deficit. When a diet, if we look at the dictionary definition, the kind of food that a person, animal or community habitually eats. Your diet is what you habitually consume. What you, um, What is normal for you to eat routinely. So my diet this past week, because it's not been, I've not had a good week of eating in terms of like my appetite has been in the pits. Um, my diet has been pretty scarce, to be honest. Um, I've lived on yogurt, granola and fruit pretty much um, because I've not really had an appetite for much else. Um, I did have some uh, spicy pork belly fries one day. They were pretty good because I felt like eating a little bit more. Um, and we did go on a gin tour too, so I suppose like that would be the the, the kind of main, um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Kirkovar Distillery in Kirkwall in Orkney, by the way. My friends Ali and Stephen own that distillery, and lovely people. You should, if you're in Kirkwall, go to the distillery, do a little tour. It's very very interesting, um, and lovely and. Oh my god, the interior of that building. If you love interior design and you have an eye for like just stunning, stunning furnishings, please, please go and visit the building. If nothing else, it is beautiful inside. Um, buy some gin. I would recommend, my personal favourite now if I'm going to drink, is the Aurora gin. 
um, that they have with ginger beer. Beautiful. Yum yum. Anyway, diet is what you habitually consume, what you habitually eat and drink. It is not just naturally meaning that you are in a calorie deficit. So everyone will have biases in the same way that like I am very much um, someone who likes to promote go to the gym to feel better within yourself and feel confident and feel amazing and get strong and meet new friends and all this kind of stuff. Um, Other people will want to go to the gym for other reasons. Like everyone has their biases, everyone has their their preferences um, and we often get so like blind sight blindsided is that the right word like we we get so focused on what our bias is that we can't see any other viewpoint take your social media as an example like the pages that you follow on instagram will probably all follow the same narrative so if you're someone that you know is coming from the crossfit community you probably don't follow a lot of bodybuilders because you don't really understand why they train the way they train vice versa bodybuilders you fucking hate crossfitters because you think that it's ridiculous that the way that they do pull-ups like everyone has their biases and when it comes to the way that we eat it's no different everyone will have a way of eating that they think is the absolute god's gift to eating um and it's about understanding that the thing that these these diets all have in common is that so long as you are sticking to them and you're in a calorie deficit you will lose weight you know it's not that keto is any better than paleo or intermittent fasting is any better than atkins it's the fact that that person is eating in a way that creates a calorie deficit for them that is how they're losing weight so it's about you finding a way of eating that allows you to, if you're looking to lose weight, be in a calorie deficit. And that may not mean it, intermittent fasting. Like some people naturally will eat within a smaller frame of time because it suits their lifestyle or their shift pattern or whatever it is. Um, some people naturally will tend to eat more um I don't know, plant-based foods, that's fine. Whether it's a preference or a lifestyle choice or whatever it is. So long as you're in a calorie deficit, if you're looking to lose weight, it doesn't matter what style of diet you pick, you will still lose weight, okay? I once had this, like, me and Greg were, well, it was back a couple of months ago, actually, when I was, like, obsessed with cheeseburgers. And I was literally having a cheeseburgers for my dinner every single night for a solid week. And I was like, I would love to do this as a thing, where I eat nothing but cheeseburgers for a month and I can show people, look, I can still maintain my physique and eat nothing but cheeseburgers. A food that I would say most people have put into this box of assuming that it's, in quotes, bad. Um, It's not as nutrient dense, granted, unless you throw in some like iceberg lettuce, tomatoes, some gherkins, that kind of stuff, or have like a side salad. But like, you know, it's not as nutrient dense but it doesn't mean that I can't still achieve my fitness goals what I need to know is like how many calories am I consuming the rest of the day um so yeah that was a long-winded one we got a wee bit excited there but the main message is find a way of eating that suits your lifestyle 
if you're looking to lose body fat, then so long as you're in a calorie deficit, it's it's golden, it's sweet. Like you don't need to worry, you know. And if you're finding in the the work staff rooms are probably the worst place to be honest, uh, or hairdressers. No offense, this is not offense to hairdressers, but like I don't mind. And there's gossiping and there's all sorts of like ugh, I feel bad saying this because it's not like that in everywhere. But like I feel like collectively as women, this is the place where we chat shit the most in the hairdressers. Oh, did you see in this magazine there was such and such a new diet? And then people are like, oh, right, I'm going to go and try that. Knowing fine well, it's like a load of shit. Like, why do we do this? Like, or you see so-and-so in the supermarket and you're speaking to them about it. Um, or you'll overhear conversations and you just think, oh my God, like why? I've even heard people in the gym speaking about stuff um, that... I'm just like, I know this is bullshit and I really want to interrupt your conversation and say, hi, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, but, you know, so just kind of like guards up with this kind of stuff. Do your own research. Don't just take everything that people say for as like gospel. You know, even me, like question everything. Um, all that jazz. Okay, next question we're going for. Um, there are good carbs and bad carbs. Um bad fats, good fats, all that kind of stuff. Um, foods are not good and bad, okay? Um, giving food a label, I've done quite a lot of posts on this before, I think, but when you give foods labels, you then automatically um, assign emotions to them as well. So what I mean by that is, like, let's talk about cheeseburgers, because I fucking love cheeseburgers. If I classed a cheeseburger as a bad food, um, bad to me then automatically means that, you know, I'm going to feel guilty when I eat that food or I'm going to feel disappointed in myself when I eat that food because I've done something that's bad and I've eaten something that's bad. So we need to, you know, get to a place where we're working towards not labelling foods as good and bad. Yes, foods can be more or less nutrient dense so a cheeseburger is going to be less nutrient dense than um let's say a stir fry with noodles peppers onions chicken like all that kind of stuff in it um there's gonna be more nutrients in a in a stir fry than there is in a cheeseburger and that, that's okay we're allowed to enjoy all foods um some of which will be more nutrient dense than others that is okay um, but yeah, it's the the trouble with assigning labels to food is that you then, when you eat those foods, um, it can make you feel a certain way, which in turn, we know that then when we feel those emotions, it can alter our actions and behaviours moving forwards, which can then have an impact on our progress moving forwards. So like, like let me give you the example. Um, if I, if I feel like cheeseburgers are bad and I eat a cheeseburger and then I feel guilty and dis and this is where I used to get this was where I used to be in my relationship with food. There were certain foods I couldn't eat um or I struggled to eat. I would feel guilty that I'd eaten that food or disappointed in myself that I'd eaten that food again when I know that, you know, I shouldn't eat that food. Um and all I would do then is it would it would change my mindset towards how I was eating and how I was um, treating myself the rest of that day so I would eat more processed foods that I knew I shouldn't be eating because they're bad like that kind of mindset 
instead of being like right I enjoyed a cheeseburger amazing like what am I like what's my next meal maybe I'm going to choose some more nutrient dense things to kind of balance out my day um so yeah it is it is really all about how you um how you name things that's terrible grammar what's what's the word I'm looking for but like what you call things and how you label things is really really important here um because the language that we use has such an impact to, on how we feel about things in the same way that when you you talk about yourself you know the language that you use when you're talking about yourself has such an impact on how you feel about yourself in turn so yeah that's a really really good one um next one is more of a kind of uh fitnessy fitnessy term never miss a monday um they've added in a little spewing emoji which i completely agree with like if you want to train on a monday please train on a monday um but don't feel like you have to train on a monday in order to be at your fittest and healthiest um i do in some ways though feel like you should be aiming to do something um every monday but that doesn't mean going to the gym and that doesn't mean doing a class it could be taking yourself out for a walk it could be planning the meals that you're going to eat for the rest of the week so you can write a like a comprehensive shopping list you guys know I'm passionate about my shopping list and knowing what meals we're eating getting that shopping list in place everything in order like based off of the aisles I'm going to go through in the supermarket like and then everything's in the house that we need for that week um you know so yes never miss a Monday is a bit of an ick kind of phrase for me but at the same time to um turn that on its head I do you know whether it's Sunday or Monday, I do believe that people that have the most success when it comes to changing their health and fitness routines will have an element of planning in place. Um, and the more that you consistently plan things, the better you get at just making it a habit so you don't have to necessarily schedule time out to do that thing. You just automatically do it. Um, the next thing um, is um, the... Then the notion that you can't lose weight and eat carbs, something that comes up constantly at work. Um, and this person is actually beautician. So yeah, when I was speaking about hairdressers um, earlier, beauticians is another one. Um, you're in, you're speaking with your, you know, your lash tech or whoever's doing your nails or whatever it is, you're getting a, a lovely like a facial and there will be like comments passed or conversations if there's more than one of you in the room obviously you're not just going to have a conversation with yourself <laughs> um, well I do sometimes I find it really helps me to focus if I like like out loud say things um but yeah this notion that you can't lose weight and eat carbs is very similar to the first point we were talking about in that every di- any diet that puts you in a calorie deficit will help you to lose body fat um in the same way that you could eat nothing but carbohydrates and still lose weight so long as you're in a calorie deficit this fear around carbohydrates um probably comes from the same place that the fear around eating fats does your body needs carbohydrates carbohydrates are the main fuel source for your body so it's the first kind of fuel source that will be broken down and and utilized by your body to help you do things on a day-to-day basis as well as fueling your body for training sessions and then helping you recover after your training sessions so they are vitally important to you know your 
day-to-day health as well as your ability to train and exercise um, and stay fit and healthy missing out on carbohydrates so if you were to go keto for example and not eat carbohydrates like it's actually really really dangerous and no fun at all um, there are populations that because of medical reasons um, it can actually be beneficial for them to go on keto but I 100% would not recommend anyone that does not need to go keto to go keto it's it's fucking stupid to be honest like stuff like that I I, I do feel I can be brutal with because I'm just like what do you think you're achieving here you're going to stick to it for a couple of days be fucking miserable you're going to see your partner going into the biscuit tin for like a digestive or well, what are those ones that are really good? Oh, hobnobs. And you're going to be like, mm, I really want a hobnob. And then you're going to devour half the packet. Then you're going to be like, oh, that was bad. I shouldn't have done that. I feel really guilty. So then you're going to fucking face dive into a pizza because of that. Then you're going to feel even more guilty. And then you're going to be like, okay, that's it. No more carbs again. And you start the process again. Like it's it's just fucking, it's sad. Really sad. Um but frustrating as hell because you know better like and that's that's I think the thing that that really annoys me is that I know you know better and you know this is not the way to do it but because some stupid celebrity in a magazine has done it you know no carbs before marbs like all like that shit sticks with people it's in their head and then they think that that's what they have to do in order to achieve the health and fitness goals they want to achieve in the same way that you know people that avoid dietary fats I'm sorry but if you are working with a coach or you're actively just trying to eat as low fats as you can to the point that it is not healthy mm -mm, then we need to have a conversation like your body requires in the same way that it needs to eat you need to eat carbohydrates your body requires a minimum amount of dietary fats for health reasons they support immune function um, and hormonal health you know, like that's super, super important stuff. It helps to transport nutrients around the body as well. You know, so if you're not um, eating a minimum amount of dietary fats for your kind of calorie intake, um, it's really dangerous actually. Um, like a lot of people, if they're trying to lose body fat, they're just like, oh, well, I'll just not eat fats at all. I'll just like cut out all dietary fats. Mm-mm, not the way to do it, I'm afraid. Um, so again, you know, if, if you're one of these people, have a look at like what, what your dietary fat intake is like in a day. If you're not sure if you're eating enough, please drop me a message and I'll, I'll quickly kind of figure it out roughly for you and let you know. Because um, I would far rather do that and have you or give you a little bit of a reality check on that one um, than, you know, continue with that um, or down that road, sorry. Uh, next We've got don't eat after 7 slash 8 p.m. Um, 6 p.m. is another one that was mentioned. Um, so no eating after a certain time in the evening. Why? Your body doesn't know what time of day, well, it does know what time of day it is. Um, it's called your, uh, your body clock or your circadian rhythm. Um, and it's based around how much daylight your, your eyes are sensing and then it sends a signal to your brain um, to determine like how much melatonin your body should release. So... Um, the time is currently half past three. We're in, eh, we're coming towards the end of summer, which makes me be sad. But you know, it's still daylight until, like, say, let's say nine o'clock at night. So it starts to get dusky, maybe eight, half eight. 
um, around about five, six o'clock maybe, my body will start to release a little bit more melatonin, which starts to tell me that I need to start winding down a little bit. Um, obviously, this is why in the winter, and some of you are going to be like, holy fucking shit, why did I not know this? But in the winter, this is why we are so tired a lot of the time, because we're not getting natural daylight. Our body is not getting that natural signal to tell us it is the daytime, we need to be awake and productive and doing shit. We're constantly, it's dark, it's dark when we go to work, it's dark when we leave work, our body is getting nothing but darkness in our fucking eyeballs, apart from artificial lighting. Um, and and that just means that our body is constantly like, what, what time of day is it? Like, what am I meant to be releasing right now? Am I meant to be awake? Am I meant to be telling you to go the fuck to your bed? Like, what's going on? Um... So your body does know what time of day it is. However, in terms of fueling your body, it does not matter what time of day it is you're eating at. Again, it's about how many calories you're eating throughout the entire day. That will have an impact on whether you're losing body fat, gaining body fat, maintaining where you are, okay? So this notion again that, you know, we have to stop eating at a certain time of night, is ludicrous. If you're still hungry, please go and fucking eat. Do not stop eating at a certain time of day just because you feel like that is going to have an impact on your weight loss journey. You want to get, you want to be able to eat as much as possible, like if you're, if weight loss is your goal, again, or whatever your goal is, you want to be able to eat as much as possible um, to allow you to work towards your fitness goal, surely. Like, if someone was to say to me, Sarah, you can eat 1600 calories or you can eat 2300 calories you can still lose body fat what would you rather I'd be like give me the 2300 every single day why would I want to eat 1600 calories why would I want to eat 700 calories less also quick math so impressed with myself why would I want to eat 700 calories less sorry than you know why would I want to do that when I can eat 2,300 calories and still lose weight. So, you know, yeah, eat whatever time of day, like especially if you're a shift worker and you start work at six o'clock in the evening and you'll be like, oh fuck, oh well, can't eat now for the rest of the day. That's me fucked. You know, you're, it's, yeah, so I don't, don't be silly. Don't be a silly goose. Um, the next one is uh, 300 minimum minutes of cardio a week to lose weight and then our little rolling eye emoji which I'm so glad about because it just screams I am a bodybuilder my coach is a bodybuilder and this isn't like no shade bodybuilders like you do that because you have your reasons if you are general population if you are not if you are not aiming I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off with this comment but do you know what life's too short if you are not intending to step on stage and do any kind of show and your coach is saying to you, you need to do X amount of cardio per week, ask them, why? Why am I doing this? And it may be that, you know, you're a lazy fucker and you need to move more. So by them giving you, you know, 30 minutes of cardio per day, that means that you go out at walk for 30 minutes every day. That's awesome. If it's purely because they want you to sit on a stationary bike where you're not even getting your heart rate up, it's it's giving you no physiological benefits. It's not making you fitter. Um, it's it's not kind of benefiting your heart health in any way. You're literally scrolling on your phone, kicking that bike over. Like, what's the point? Um, so yeah, like 
when it comes to cardio, um, do something you enjoy as well. If that's going for a walk, great. If that's sitting on a stationary bike, if that's going on the treadmill, if that's going to a fitness class or going to Zumba or like there's even line dancing up here at the minute, which is fucking awesome. I'd love to go to line dancing. Um, like do what you love, do what you enjoy. I say this to clients all the time. Excuse me. <laughs> I just burped. If you do not love your training, you will not stick to it. Okay, if it's something that you resent when you are doing it, you will not stick to it. You have to. And, you know, we have the luxury up here now where there is a vast range of ways in which you can be active. You know, we've even got open water swimming now that people do, like organised groups that people go and do it in. So, like, there's literally something out there for everybody. Find the thing you love, find the thing you enjoy, whether that's doing it by yourself or in a social group and do that, you know, you will stick to it far longer. Um, so yeah, that's that one. Uh, next, fasted workouts burn more fat and calories. Um, oh, sorry, fasted workouts burn more fat or calories than, I'm assuming, workouts where you've eaten before. Like, the only instance, I would need to like double check all the literature, but like off the top of my head, the only instance you will burn more cat. Yeah. No, sorry, I just had a little brain fart there. No, yeah, bullshit. Like, fasted workouts do not burn more. I don't even know where this comes from, this shit. Like, people, like, why? Like, a fat fasted workouts, for anyone that's not sure with the terminology, just means that you have not eaten before. So, like, you get up in the morning, um, I can see why some people do fasted workouts. You get up in the morning. So like if I'm doing a 9am workout, um, I know it's a session that I, you know, I've eaten well the day before. I'm going to have energy stores in my body. I'm I'm sweet. I'll be fine. Um, I won't eat before that session. Um, However, if it's like a two, half two, three o'clock training session, like I usually do, if I've not eaten, I'm fucked. I have to eat before I train. I feel like shit. I I can't put as much effort into my sessions. Um, faster workouts do not burn more calories or fat. It's bullshit. You know the whole purpose of you eating before you do your training session is to ensure that you um, can complete that training session one without fainting, and two um, that you're able to put in enough effort to see progress over time. Like, what is the point in? doing a session and doing it 25% because you're so lethargic because you haven't eaten anything like it's bullshit go and eat something wait a little while for it to digest and then go and do your training session great one um last one I'm going to do here I'm going to make this into a two-parter because this has already been 27 minutes of me just basically shouting down my microphone and calling people out so um, last one we're going to look at here is um, small and frequent meals boost your metabolism and help you to lose weight. Again, this is kind of similar actually to the very first point we made. Whatever diet you stick to, um, make sure it one make sure it's one that works for you. So I've spoken to my clients quite a lot about um, food rules and like the societal norms around food in that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I wonder if that's something that's like actually been mentioned by people. No, it isn't. Interesting. So breakfast is the most important meal of the day. That's a phrase we've heard all the time. It was coined by Kellogg's 
I'm pretty sure. And I think the last time I mentioned this, I said that in the podcast. I was like, I think I need like a, you know how Joe Rogan has like a Jamie? I need a Jamie. I need someone that's just going to sit on the laptop and like fact check for me while I spout shite. Um, but yeah, pretty sure breakfast is the most important meal of the day was coined by Kellogg's, who are a breakfast cereal company. So of course they're going to tell you it's the most important meal of the day because they want you to buy their product. Um... That's like me saying 58 degrees north is the only gym that will get you results. There are other gyms, but like obviously I want you to come to our gym because I fucking love it and we put a lot of effort into it. So, you know, if you're not already training there, then you should. But, you know, it's it's that kind of, it's, it's coming back to biases again. So to come back to the original, small and frequent meals will boost your metabolism and help you to lose weight more than others. You need to find a diet that works for you so like what what kinds of foods do you eat but you also need to find a a food routine or a schedule that works for you so you know for me I tend to eat more of my calories later on in the day and that's purely because when I wake up I don't have much of an appetite um and I don't like to feel full when I train um So I tend to have two smaller meals before I train Um, and then after that I'll have bigger meals, maybe two or three bigger meals with more calories in them. That works well for me, that might not work, work well for someone else. So this person for example, small frequent meals may work very well for you because you know of your work. Um, I'm trying to think like nurses for example. I'm assuming that you guys, anyone that works in the NHS, you don't get like designated, well you get designated break times, but if your buzzer goes, it tells you there's an emergency coming in, you've got, you can't be like, hold on a second love, I need to eat my prawn sandwich, like you have to just like go, um, so small frequent meals may work better for you if it works well with your work schedule, um, it doesn't make it better in the sense that it's going to help you know, it's it's better for that that health goal. It just it works well for you, so it's something that you can stick to over time. That's what makes it better. In quotes, you can stick to it over an extended period of time. Um, there may be people that I know, like I've got a client who, um, she likes to have just three big meals a day, and that suits her. You know, she has big breakfast, big lunch, big dinner, and that's her. She's fine. She doesn't feel like she needs to snack. She gets all of her calories in in those three, three meals. She feels satiated. She feels well-fueled. She can do her training sessions. Massive tick in the box. That's her. She's happy. And I've got another client who the thought of a big meal is is too much for her. She feels like she's very lethargic and she can't function then on it. So she, we have opted for four to five smaller meals in the day for her. And that works really well. So it is, it's just about one is not better than the other. It's finding what works for you. Um, All your body sees in the end of the day is how many calories you're taking in in total across the course of a day. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't look at how many meals have you eaten and, well, that's going to fire up that metabolism furnace. It doesn't work like that. Um, So, yeah. Because I like that. That's another one. It, I used to hear and and believe like years ago. It was like if you eat in the morning, it like kickstarts your metabolism. Your metabolism is is going all the time. Um, believe you me. So yeah, 
you find a, a food schedule or a food routine that works for you and you stick to that and that is what will get you the success you don't worry about you know it doesn't matter if it's not the same as what other people do like you have to you have to figure this out um if you're working with a coach hopefully they can help you figure it out um but yeah um we're gonna call it a wee call it a wee pause for there um and we'll come back and do part two but you know hopefully some of this has been helpful um i've not even drank my coffee that's how invested i've been in in kind of going through all of these i've hardly drank any of it so yeah um until next time um i will catch you for part two of fitness myths